The Patriot Act, turning citizens into suspects since 2001. The Kate Daly Show starts now. Now, friends, I'm just an average American, but I'm an American-American, and some of the things I see in this country of ours make my blood boil. Welcome to the Kate Daly Show. Welcome. And uh, hello to Uncle Milty. How are you? This fine uh, Thursday. Uh, I've, I had a weird last 24 hours. <laughs> Did you I, really? I had, a, I had a real uh, problem with... Uh, uh-huh. I had trouble with food racism, traffic racism, <laughs> medical racism. <laughs> last night I had sleep racism issues. Oh my gosh. And this morning, coffee racism. <laughs> and it's just been driving me crazy. Oh, you poor racist! Yeah. <laughs> it's well, just it, in everything. It, well, it is. I mean, I'm, I'm, I maybe it was because I listened to Elizabeth Warren. Speak maybe last is that night. why you're wearing a black shirt? <laughs> <laughs> Are you racist? Oh man, what did Elizabeth Warren have to say last night? By the way, I couldn't. I can't watch it anymore. It's just. It's too hard. <laughs> what you know? It's actually kind of funny, but what? It's not so much what she said, but how she behaved. Oh yeah, she ranted and raved like, "How dare any of you question me?" Ooh, ooh, you know, mm. I mean, it's that white supremacy. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, big time. Big you got you got to love a you got to love looking at the field of of contestants. I call them in the game show called government. Um, how um, how interesting the, the things they talk about, and then you look at this this group of people. Um, that is not hugely diverse or everything that they espouse, right? Mm-hmm. And, uh, and it, it just exist. it just makes you laugh. It's so hypocritical. Well, it was obvious that Bernie and Elizabeth, uh-huh. for the time being, have kind of teamed up. Ah, yeah. Because all the moderates that were on the stage, uh-huh. every time they said something against, and a lot of them mm-hmm. did, against mm-hmm. the the Medicare for all mm-hmm. and and the open borders, Bernie and, and Elizabeth just went. Uh, just insane <laughs> really insane yeah they they just couldn't handle it how dare you how oh. dare and you know they, they <clears throat> Tulsi Gabbard I think it was uh-huh. use use the same thing that Elizabeth Warren did right when she said we've got to quit using Republican talking point <laughs> so that's becoming one of their little things now Huh. Anything you say against them yeah. is just a Republican talking point. Oh my gosh! You know, um, great observation. I um, I was thinking about. Have, did they ever mention Russia? Because I mean, they talked about it for two years. No. Not even a word. No, they did bring up Baltimore a little. I think. Ah, okay, but no, no nothing on Russia. Not really. Oh, gosh, that's all they could get on and talk about in the media for so long. Well, they don't want to get into a position where they have to admit that it's a hoax. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And uh, I was reading, uh, I was reading something. I can't remember where it was from. Actually, I've been reading a lot the last twenty four hours. But they were talking about the fact that that this is probably the group in history that's given away more stuff <laughs> than ever before, um, calling it free instead of being taxpayer funded, uh, which it is, which is the reality. But this group predominantly is about free stuff. It's as, it's as many things as they can promise you to get the vote. 
Nah, I don't know if it's all that much. It only totals about $200 trillion. Oh, is that it? <laughs> is that all they could find? Oh, gosh. You know, it's funny to watch to watch the debates and then to look at what the candidates are for. And, and a lot of people were saying, you know, Tulsi, she's our, our new gal. She was the most, well, she was the most uh, Googled person after the debate. And, uh, and you look at everything she's for. And it actually has absolutely nothing to do with the Constitution. She's for everything that the Constitution would vehemently be against. And um, uh, and she, she's just an interesting character. A lot of people like her because they like that she isn't uh, a war hawk and, and things like that. But, you know, it has very little to do with the, with the overall um, um, job of president. Yes, of course. I mean, foreign relations, I get it. But... What I'm saying is, is that they've all made the job into something it's not. All politicians really have. And that you're looking at a group of people that are, are trying to, you know, trying to vie for a job, making it into something completely different, making all of these issues vehemently against the very Constitution that they swear an oath to that they're supposed to that they're supposed to stand by. And none of them can even quote the Constitution. None of them can even talk about it because it, it doesn't even enter into the realm. Isn't that funny? It doesn't. It's not even in the realm of conversation anymore. Mm-hmm. We've come that far. And you're watching this group of just, I just call them the group of Nimrods because you just can't, I, I can't even make sense of where they're even coming from anymore on, on these stances and, and what they think America should be about or, or you know, what, what, the, what the goal here is. It's very strange to watch. It is. It just is. And, and when the moderators... <clears throat> mm-hmm. Like Le- Lemon, Don Lemon. Don Lemon. <laughs> Don uh-huh. Lemon. He's just such a he, character. His question is, mm-hmm. what do you think about those nasty, filthy, disgusting, racist comments the president made? <laughs> <laughs> you know, wow. that sounds okay. like a real moderator. <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. Um, yeah, it does. It gets so... Um, it, it, it has just well it's the same thing with city and we talked about that on tuesday it's the same thing with city instead of asking them what it, the role of government the principles which they're going to base their decisions on which would tell you a lot more about the candidates they're asking them yes or no on on government funded projects mm-hmm. that's what you get to learn about and yes it can be telling because if you're for all of those um please do not vote anyone in that is for those projects um, because most of them, if not all, are are serious um, just breaches of constitutional authority, even here in the state of Utah. But they get it. They get them into a a, a pattern of, of questioning about: Are you for or against transportation? You know, like we mentioned on Tuesday. And I would much rather know if what their stance is on government funding in general. I want to know what is what their what. Where, where they stand, are they willing to say no? Are they willing to consistently, here's the, like the key word, consistently go back to the Constitution and say, that we don't have the authority for that? I, I don't think I ever have heard a Democrat say that. We don't have the authority to do that as far as, you know, funding Never. something. And I don't hear city council people doing that. I hear them say that we have a beautiful community, and in order to keep it beautiful, I'm going to vote yes on a multitude of projects that in, that involve taking money out of your pocket to pay for them. That's what I hear. I, 
it, it's so frustrating. And, uh, and I, I just, I hate election time. I really do. I hate election time. It's fake. I don't like fake. I don't deal in fake. Uh, and it's very um, manipulative manipulative and i i wish that that there were people out there just dialing in and saying that there's no authority there's no authority for these high budgets there's no authority to do this and when budgets become county spending when budgets turn into a vehicle to then uh it's kind of like um using the metropolitan right mm-hmm. right and so what do they do they use the the status of a um, metropolitan city Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And that status then makes St. George what? Bigger. Bigger. (laughs) So then St. George, in order to do a lot of projects that they do, they then say, I'm a metropolitan city, which means they're basically the county. But they're not telling you that they're the county. The county's the county. Right. But then the city now becomes the county. And everything that's done is basically a direct tie line to Fed funding, right? Mm-hmm. We have a big problem in engineering what I just talked about into a thing that people can do within a city. That's, <clears throat> that's not okay. <laughs> it isn't. The city managers mm-hmm. talk a lot about growth. Right. But the reality is they don't manage the growth. They use federal guidelines mm-hmm. to manage the growth. Yeah. And they use those guidelines based on how much money they can get from the federal government to follow those guidelines. <laughs> right. By tying themselves into the feds over and over and over again, instead of just, you know, you have a city. It's money in from the citizens, right? Money out, right? Would be very simple. Very Everything simple. you do is reliant on on your particular city, right? Yeah. You would think. That's too simple. (laughs) That's too simple. The reason that these budgets get overly complicated is because they're basing it off of the metropolitan city status. And once you achieve that status, which they tried very hard to do, once you achieve that, that particular status, now everything you do can be in the name of, um, we have X number of people moving here. Okay. For instance, uh, we have 6,000 people moving here. You mean to St. George? No, 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 no. Metropolitan St. George. Well, what does that mean? That means the county. That's the county. That's the entire county. So you could claim those numbers and then base things off those numbers. I don't think it's extremely honest. Do you? I mean, I, it, I don't see that as an honest It isn't. Job. And, you know, the way it used Legal, to be. Legal, but not honest. You had mm-hmm. revenue in expenditure out Mm -hmm. and it was pretty easy to follow Mm -hmm. it costs this much to do this for our say police force right and here's the revenue we got and here's what we spent to have our police force but now it's like this is what it costs to have this part of the police force and this part of the Mm -hmm. police force costs this much but this money came from this source and that money came from this source and, and we had to advance the money, but next year in that budget, it'll show that we got money back. And here's a graph with yeah. a really pretty <laughs> turquoise color to show to show you that. Um, okay. And so when you think about complication, this is this is the kind of nonsense 
that that the budgets it's just so complicated citizen i mean and and they've made it complicated see it really isn't it is not complicated you have x number of citizens x number of citizens they're going to pay an x number amount and you have certain things that you pay as a city so simple what they've made complicated is that to really sit down and follow the budget the expenditures mm-hmm. and the revenues all the way through you darn near have to be a forensic accountant. Yes. You know? Yes. The average accountant, mm-hmm. I don't think, can sit and do it. <laughs> um, you're right about being forensic. It's so true, is it not? Because everything is paid back at a later date, right? Everything is paid back at a later date by some source that they think they'll get it from, yet the budgets never go down. They just increase. It's a really strange way it's a really strange way to do it. Yep. It's a huge, huge problem and that we're risky. facing. And risky. Thank you. Yeah, for sure. Be right back on the Kate Daly Show. Talk lines are open now. Call 888 673 1450. This is the Kate Daly Show. Lady Madonna, children at your feet. Wonder how you manage to make ends meet. Who finds the money when you pay the rent? Did you think that money was heaven sent? Friday night arrives without a suitcase. Sunday morning I'm so glad you're with us today. If you're not with us, you're against us. (laughs) (laughs) Who said that? Uh, Whoops, sorry. Uh, So I I welcome you. Go to katedallyradio.com for the podcast. And uh, we're kind of everywhere. Um, iTunes, SoundCloud, everywhere. Uh, You can go right to katedallyradio.com and get the shorts, which are shorter broadcasts, you know, like bites of the show, Um, but also the full hours of the show, too. I've got Uncle Milty with me, which is always a treat. I always look forward to Thursday. Chris Ann Hall will be joining us and uh, just so much to talk about. Make sure and go over to DefendingUtah.org and and make sure and um, uh, become a member and also look at their latest articles. They've got some great ones and uh, let me tell you, they're always hard at work. It's all I have to say they're just so good you get front sight time too um uh with your um uh, firearm when you join so there's just so many perks about it but also how to pick candidates what to look for you know all those kinds of of assistance uh that they do i think it's just fantastic that they're educating so defendingutah.org highly recommend um i (laughs) we're just kind of laughing because we're just kind of stating that one of the big problems with um the budgets are They've made things legal, but that doesn't mean that they are constitutional. And there's a there's a difference. And I'm I'm what the, we started designating these metropolitan cities um, decades ago, and this metropolitan status, you know, you had to have what transportation. There was like a couple of Rapid things. Tra- no yeah. wonder they wanted that so bad. You know? Well, like Cedar City is not a metropolitan area; Mm-mm. it's a micropolitan area. Right. Right. A micropolitan? Micropolitan, yeah. 
Uh, I swear they're so good at making up names. Well, and there's a difference, you yeah. know. I mean, a micropolitan mm-hmm. area doesn't have the financial backing and growth mm-hmm. of a metropolitan area. Yeah. They don't have the ability to borrow as much money. And that means a direct tie to the feds. See, oh, yeah. the feds were really interested in, and this happened quite a while ago, they were really interested in setting up cities to work directly with them and to be able to tie into monies they couldn't tie in before to, for, for those string attachments. Um, and basically, they they will do a lot of the bidding. And you'll notice that of the, of the feds. You'll notice that because you'll see a lot of Agenda 21 come down the pike because they're they're very much in favor of, well, we got this money for these projects and then we have to fulfill the requirements of those projects. And we can use the metropolitan status to say that we are this ginormous city that is just growing in strides. We need all this money. Here's the problem, though. When you when you set up a budget based on metropolitan and it's basically the county, even though the county has their own budget of millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars. okay, and it it kind of bleeds into the other uh, cities. Funding gets very weird because, like you said, when we went to break, this this city is paying for a a part of a project over here and part of a project over there where that should lap into county. Now you've got cities kind of paying a little bit more for county projects. And then also you've got this designation and they can use the numbers to build on that designation for need. But the problem, so they can say, we need this, Mm -hmm. right? We need X amount of dollars. Mm -hmm. But it's not actually the city within just within those city limits at all anymore. And that's the problem. The city sovereignty goes by the wayside as they're claiming county status. Exactly. Okay? Huge problem. This is such a big problem with the budgets. I I just can't even tell you. It's like when you talk about population. Mm -hmm. I I, I mentioned that the population of St. George was somewhere around 82 to 84,000 And in some places, 79,000. Yeah, Yeah, it depends on who you ask. Depends on where you're finding Mm -hmm. it. But the mayor corrected me right away and said, no, the population you need to use is 170-something mm-hmm. thousand because that's the metropolitan area population. That's the county. If they live in a, and they live, if they live outside of the mm-hmm. city of St. George, then why should the city of St. George count them as population? Right. Because they drive through? <laughs> yeah. You know, they work here? Mm-hmm. They don't live here. Mm-hmm. They might work here. They right. might pass through on their way to Walmart. Right, right. No, you're right. But you don't count them as population. Yeah. But everything's based on the population of the county. Yes. And not I, the city. And drive-throughs. So it's like, well, you have to do that to get to the city. So that makes it part of the city, right? Or here's a part, here's a part that isn't designated at all. But someday we'd like to have it. So we're going to start working on it. We're going to throw money at it. And then eventually it will be ours, even though it's not within the city limits now. Or let's build an exchange, right? A a freeway exchange. Who's going to pay for that? Right? Contractors. Are they actually going to pay for it in the future? They say. Well, they say. What if they can't? What if they go out of business? What if they don't? And, and then here's the other thing. The budget is going up huge, millions and millions and millions of dollars of money, right? But they explain that. <laughs> $150 million jump, okay? That is huge. Um, so they're jumping it way up, but then telling us when, when, when it's project to project to project and they're explaining it, it's we're going to get that money back. We're going to get that money back. The feds are going to pay us back for that. But the budgets never go down. 
See, it's, it, this is it's it's big. <laughs> and one of the other things is, is mm-hmm. on certain large projects, mm-hmm. they say, "Well, we put it in this year's budget." Yeah. But all of it won't actually be in this year's budget. Some of it will end up in next year's budget right. and the next year's budget. Well, then why do you have to put it all in this year's? Why don't we put in this yeah. year's budget what we're budgeting? Yes. That would make sense. Right. Right. But we're budgeting for mm-hmm. the entire project, even though you know that the project's going to actually carry over the next four years. Yeah. Yes. That's yeah. why, and that's, and then that's, they say, well, that's why it looks like such a huge budget uh-huh. increase. <laughs> to confuse us? <laughs> yeah. They've, they've made it extremely, extremely confusing with lots of like, well, this money goes to this nonprofit or this company, and then that company might give money to like, say, oh, I don't know, scooters and bikes, you know, and, and so it's a distance from the city's paying for something to say that, well, this group is paying for it. Well, who funds the group? Well, there's lots of end roads then with lots of like a roller coaster turns and twists to find where the money comes from. So that's a big problem. And I think if we start to realize What's going on here? If we're going to have, if, if things are going to be done here and money's going to be grabbed here for a metropolitan city, then why do we have each individual city mayors and councils? Why isn't it one? Not that I would want that. Trust me. Why, why isn't it then? How can you take a budget and base it off of metropolitan city and then base off everything that you talk about in the news off metropolitan city, which is county? And then still claim that you're just St. George. That's that's not okay. That's not okay. Well, it allows collusion it's legal, not between okay. yeah. the cities. Well, yeah, because then the cities, you know, they're they're interlapping so much. They, you know, you wonder why stuff jumps. Well, if the cities just did what the cities do for the cities of that year, this would look a lot different. And if they weren't taking so much Fed money, but when they take that Fed money, you betcha there's there's strings attached to how they're going to spend that and what they're going to do, what kind of projects. And that's very Agenda 21. Yeah. And I think another reason that it's like this, that it's mm-hmm. developed into this, is because if the if the only source of revenue they had were the taxpayers of the city, mm-hmm. they wouldn't be able to have a, a, a $300 million budget. Right. It, right. it just wouldn't be affordable. Yeah. You're right. You're right. And then they look like, you know, look at everything we're doing and and look at all the growth. And, oh, my gosh, we're doing amazing. And then and then there are people that go, everything looks really pretty. (laughs) So, (laughs) Lots of trees, good sidewalks, good curbage. And then they put their head in the sand and they don't even realize what's going on here. I don't want our cities. I want to be very conservative. I don't want our cities to have these direct ties to the feds. I don't want everything to be in partnership with the feds. Do you? Do you want those strings attachments? Are they asking anyone on city council right now that's running about this particular issue we just brought up? No. Not even a whisper of a question. There's something very wrong with that because this really is one of the big outlying problems of the entire county and we have five counties which then even makes it a bigger umbrella because it's the umbrella aspect it's the we're going to put everything under an umbrella and then we're going to make it extremely complicated so that the average person just goes well i guess they're just doing stuff for growth yeah that's not okay it's not okay to go i mean 
the, the, the amount of growth the... that they're doing. Yeah, right? <laughs> the and roads then, are good. Yeah, and then how many parks do you need? Do you need 20 parks to be a beautiful city, or can you do it with five? And is it okay to have five? And do those parks need to be multi-gazillion dollar parks? Do the schools need to be multi-gazillion dollar schools? Trust me, schools look really nice. Do they need to be? Mm-hmm. These, are, these are a lot of the questions that the city councils are never asked. Mayors aren't asked. All it is is about people will go to them and say, are you paying for all these new programs? And then also, um, um, uh, oh, I just lost my train of thought. Are we, um, are we paying for the new programs and are you going to get jobs here? Mm-hmm. What are you, you going to go give to a company? Go entice them. Go give them some of our money and then get them here. <laughs> well, the thing Which is, wrong. when they entice a company to come here, they do it by giving them a tax credit mm-hmm. or, you know, some form of a bribe, a literally bribe. a bribe. Mm-hmm. Well, who pays the bribe? So, yeah, it's going to bring 110 jobs, and those jobs are going to pay anywhere from 10 to $15 an hour. People are going to be better off. Mm-hmm. But how much of that 10 to $15 an hour gets taken back away from you to cover the bribe? That's <laughs> so true. You can't tell. No, it's you so see? true. So th- yeah. there's no way mm-hmm. to really yeah. come to the exact figures on Ex- those kind of things. Exactly. And then, of course, when future payments are always coming, when everything's done on future bonds, when everything's done into the future instead of working with the here and now and what this t- 12 months will be, then you can see that there can be glaring issues with how money is spent and projects and, and strings attached and, and all of the different things that, that we've been talking about. This, this is where it gets so, so tricky. And, and I, I, wish, I wish we could ask better questions of the, can, of the candidates. I, and I don't, this is the saddest part. I don't think they even know that. Oh. I'm going to guarantee that if I went and asked city council members, they would be uh, deer in a headlights. On everything we just mentioned. But this when, was kind when, of sad. When you go to these things like the other night, the, the meet the candidates mm-hmm. thing, when you go in, they don't just let anybody stand up and ask a question. Mm-hmm. You have to write the question down. <laughs> right, right. Somebody has to, like, look at Vet it, it first. And, yeah. <laughs> Vet it, mm-hmm. yeah. And then they've also learned that if they just tell you everything's for roads, you'll shut up. Yeah. <laughs> I'm serious. Go look at every article I have. Not every article, but most. And did you know that the spending, they'll always tell you it's for roads? Because you can't fight that, right? Well, that's what they're supposed to be spending it on. Um, And so what they'll do is consistently say that. But that's that's not exactly the truth. So, you know, it's very, I think it's very manipulated. I'm, I'm really curious. Now, I live mm-hmm. in Bloomington. Mm-hmm. They're building some high-density homes over there in Tonequin. Mm-hmm. I can't wait to see what they do to the traffic. Oh, boy. Be right oh. back. Kate Daly Show. We'll take your calls. 888-673-1450. Talk lines are open now. Call 888-673-1450. This is the Kate Daly Show. Good day, sunshine. Good day, sunshine. Good day, sunshine. I need to laugh. And when the sun is out, I've got something I can laugh about. I feel good. 
in a special way. I'm in love and it's a sunny day. Hi there, welcome back to the Daily Show. If you haven't been over to Auto Body Central, you need to. <laughs> Make sure you get over there. Auto Body Central, ABC, if you get in a wreck, that's where you need to fix your car. They're great at Auto Body and uh, can do so much more, too. If you go over, if you have something, they fixed a handle on my car that I just could not, I could not figure out how to do it, and they were amazing. Uh, talk about customer service. Wow. Did it fast. I mean, just honest and great, and I love them. And Auto Body Central, you've just got to get over there. I just, what a, what a great group of people over there that are just ready to help you and get you back in your car, and I just so respect that. Love it. Auto Body Central, ABC, um, and uh, make sure you get over. Tell them we sent you stgeorgebodyshop.com, St. George, and then Body Shop, stgeorgebodyshop.com. Um, fantastic guys. Um, so let's just, just talk about traffic for just a we'll second. Go back to where I yeah. left off. I okay. live, I live in Bloomington. Mm-hmm. I drive to, to get to town. I go out Tonaquint drive. Mm-hmm. I go past this huge development that's being built. It's a high density okay. development. It's by the Shepherd of the Hills Methodist Church in the Beehive Homes over there. Mm-hmm. But with Tonaquint, when you go out Tonaquint, when you have to go out onto Dixie Drive, it, you go through a little tiny traffic circle, mm-hmm. and then you end up on West 600-something to, to get on—you're on this little street to get out onto Dixie Drive. It's jammed every morning. It seems to me they did it backwards. Wouldn't you first say, if we build this huge development, we're going to have to somehow expand access to Dixie Drive? Right. Otherwise, if we have 300 more families driving down Tonaquin every morning, it's going to get really congested. Mm -hmm. But that's not what happens. They build the development first, and then when people start complaining about the congestion, it's, well, now we have to fix the road. Hmm. It's backwards. Yeah. Yeah. They don't look at what the impact. They talk about impact fees, but they don't look at the impact. Right. (laughs) And so it's the cart before the horse, the horse before the cart. I mean, it's, it's kind of a... I'm going to say shifty only in the way that it's it's interesting how how these things get done and and the need quote unquote for them and then and then how the how it's serviced Mm -hmm. and then of course you know designating a need very interesting how that's all kind of I don't I I think it's a little manipulated (laughs) is that fair to say I it it's strange to me they don't do it real subjectively Mm -hmm. you know they kind of. They kind of say, well, you know, let's, I think it'll handle the traffic. Let's see what happens. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And, uh, and then of course, well, now we need more construction. I mean, bring it on. That's why we're we're just always in that state of, of construction. And of course, right there where the expansion is going to be needed Mm -hmm. is the city already owns the, the driving range there Mm because that road goes right along the driving range and the golf course. And then there's also, I don't know who owns it, but there's also a big plot of land right there on mm-hmm. the side of 600 mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that is for sale right now, right. Mm. interestingly enough. <laughs> mm. So is the city yeah. now going to buy that land from mm-hmm. whoever owns it and pay too much because we need to right. expand that road? Right. Yeah. Hmm. I know. Poorly managed uh, things, I think. Right. 
And so I just wanted to kind of reference just a little bit of, of fact and history on this. The the Cities and Metropolitan Development Act of 66, right? That was enacted by the Congress to guarantee that federal grants were going to be spent on these kinds of set projects in urban redevelopment, okay? Mm-hmm. Well, 2013 came along, and this is where it kind of gets interesting, too. So this was under Obama. The United States Office of Management and Budget, the OMB, defined 1,098 statistical areas at the time in 2013, six years ago, for the metropolitan areas of the United States and Puerto Rico. And uh, they they comprise 929 core-based statistical areas. And then what that does, basically, is it says that the area is adjacent Areas that consist of over 50,000 in population and a couple of other little, you know, a couple of other things they look at to give that designation and um, and social integration and uh, commuting. okay, Mm -hmm. which is a huge setup for um, Agenda 21, because that's all about getting people out of rural into cities, out of their cars and basically, you know, using um, the cities. Right. For all of this. And so it's kind of like it reminds me of how when we were when we were dealing with Common Core, but we didn't know we were dealing with it. And our state looked at race to the top and they went for race to the top to get the money. Once they did that, then they tied themselves to Common Core and they wouldn't remove themselves. We didn't know that. Right. So race to the top looked like its own separate thing. And 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 then, of course, when you when you go into those ties, those ties become very, very, very strong. And so that's what we're talking about here is that it's just you're you're tying yourself with a direct tie to the feds now and those monies. And if you really look they're using those monies or want to use that tie-in all the time. It, it seems um, very, very prevalent. And are you okay with that as a citizenry? I'm not. I'm not okay with that. Well, the other thing this does is it, it allows local government to control what you're allowed to do with your land. Yes. For example, years and years ago, they built the Winchester Hills development. Mm-hmm. It's really quite a ways outside mm-hmm. of the center of St. Right. George. You don't see that happening anymore. Yeah. It builds from the center out now. They right. make sure it's the inside gets filled before mm-hmm. they move further out. Mm-hmm. They call it, they don't want urban sprawl. Sprawl. You know what? It's my <laughs> land. Disease. If I want to sprawl it, I'll sprawl it. <laughs> yeah. But they don't let you, see, because ah. they want it to grow in a certain way and mm-hmm. at a certain pace. Yeah. And then mixed lease use, which is, is very dicey because it's very difficult. Yeah. Um, it prevents, you know, Changes it, certain things. Time. Yes, it does. Um, but so, I, you know, you have to accept the fact that they know better. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Well, uh, those are some of the issues and problems with with budgets. And this is what you're not hearing and you probably won't hear from mayors and city councils. And um, it is an extreme. They've made it so complicated because they're they're They've got all of these that the future project capital project. But, you know, budgets, they've got the they've just they've got a lot going on. And a, and a city of, of 80,000 shouldn't have that much going on. No. And a city of 25,000 shouldn't have that much going on. There's a problem. There's a distinct problem, especially when you're overlapping and then, um, oh, we'll get that back. It's just a monkeying of the budget is what it is. Well, there's a lot of expensive water projects, too. Yeah. 
Not that we need it now. This mm-hmm. is all based on something we're going to need 25 years from now or mm-hmm. 30 years from now. Right, right. But we're paying for it now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, so it's, anyway, I just wanted to bring some of that up, and that's only some. Uh, we'll keep we'll keep talking about it. But these are these are the kinds of things you should be asking too, I would think. And uh, um, also, I just wanted to mention. Speaking of water, uh, the Redman is going to stay. Uh, the Indian headdress, the Redmond up in Cedar oh, City, will stay nice. on the water tank. And then it talked about council members come clean about group texts what in the world. Um, so, yeah. yeah. Hmm. Anyway, um, was there something going on there? So um, that's going to stay. They're trying to get rid of the Indian, you know, because to them it meant dollar signs and they could uh, they could get a lot more money coming in. Um and they had already made the decision. They made it look like they they let it they let the public decide, which was ridiculous. They didn't. They had it long, decided long ago, which is like the interchange in Washington City that was decided a long time ago. You weren't even part of it. And I know that hurts. Truth hurts. Like uh, what's his face says, mounting a bicycle with yeah. no seat hurts too. The it only hurts. <laughs> the yeah. only dissenter was Councilman Scott Phillips, who said he's not comfortable with leaving that up. Mm. So uh, that's kind of interesting. Okay, interesting. Um, and then now g- more government workers are working from home. Um, more government workers are working from home, and which I think actually represents a bit of a, an issue. I, I think that making way for even more government workers would probably be one of the goals there. But I don't, I, depending on what they do, I, um, anyway, it just... It, I, I know they can they can go to the press and justify this and go oh geez emissions are going down uh-huh. you know the the you know it won't make much of a difference but okay one point three tons <laughs> yeah well you know it sounds like a lot until you compare it um, with anything else but but you're gonna I, I I don't know my 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 senses go up a little bit reading that because there's that's off to me is it making way for more government jobs to be had well. The the odd thing to me is they talk about the savings, okay? Mm-hmm. And it says Utah's government predicts tens of millions of dollars mm-hmm. in savings. Mm-hmm. What's the budget? <laughs> yeah. Tens of millions, according to the state this is budget, 2, is nothing. Twenty five hundred employees. It's um, nothing. No, tens of millions. But that justifies it. And sure, a savings is nice, mm-hmm. but are they really going to save that? Are their predictions right? I don't know. What I sense is, and I'm not trying to be fatalistic about no, this, no. it's just there's always a bait and switch, right? There's a bait and switch. There's That's always the there's always a reason that they're doing it. And then, and then a year or two from now, we kind of find out what they had in mind right now, right? That's what I don't like. Um, I wish I could... I wish I could trust any of that, but I don't. I don't because I see the big, huge growth of government, and I, I see that as a, a really, really big problem. And uh, anyway, it just is. And I wish we had time for this conversation today. We probably don't. We might have to have this on Monday. I have a relationship expert on Monday that's coming on the show. She's very famous. You're going to love Monday, by the way. I just thought I'd tell you. Um, but um, it, is the exchange in Washington, you know, when when do the when do the cities get to make those decisions and and ruining that street and ruining an area that is a neighborhood? When do the cities get to make that call and when is that okay and when is it not okay? That's a tough conversation to have with people because you know they could they can say well we just really need this interchange 
But what if it's your house? Mm-hmm. What if it's your neighborhood that you've invested in, that you've lived in for a number of years? Mm-hmm. You know? What if it's your rental income that's on the line? Yeah, exactly. And I, 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 the problem with it to me is that you have a situation where they made the decision and they can, they can sit there and deny that all they want. Mm-hmm. I, I don't believe them for two seconds. They made that decision and then they try and market and, and sell it at the last minute and tell you you have some sort of say in it. And they do the bare minimum mm-hmm. required by law of allowing you to say your piece. The yeah, bare that, minimum. Like a minute or two. Yeah, the bare minimum. <laughs> right. We have to have a meeting. It doesn't have to be productive, but we have to have a meeting. Yeah, yeah exactly. And and there we have a problem with runaway government. When they're making all of those decisions, and that's a big decision to ruin a neighborhood. That's a big decision. That's a lot of people's lives yep. at stake. That They really need to um, uh, change how they're doing things. So when you're voting, you might want to ask about those kinds of issues. And don't let them get away with the answer of, well, I just wasn't part of that exchange. It doesn't matter. What's your principle? What do you believe in? What would you do if it was your neighborhood, and, and would you? How would you stand in that situation? So, um, obviously, when you look around, a lot of neighborhoods have had to go through that, right? And when I say have had to go through it, I don't know that they had to. Were they willing to? Did they want to? How did it affect their lives? But there certainly is a conversation there. And it's very difficult for the people in that neighborhood to get the support of people outside the yes, neighborhood because not it's there. not affecting them. Exactly. Exactly. And that's tough. And it's, you know, usually not affecting the, the council or the mayor either. <laughs> but so, their turn will come. Their turn will come. <laughs> yes. Uh, so, you know, yes, growth happens and, and things like that happen. But, man, what a tough one that is. Um all right. Well, we're going to be heading off to the show. Uh, we've got uh, the national show. We've got Chris Ann Hall coming on, and we have so much to talk about. There's a lot in the way of tech that is going on that is so weird coming out of the Pentagon, coming out of Facebook. Very strange things on the horizon. What do they mean uh, for you and I? And um, uh, there's a, there was a couple of things. Um, Oh boy, I'll just have to go look at my list. Anyway, a lot, and we'll we'll get we'll get to all of that. I just so many things to think about when it comes to a local community, and no matter where you're listening to uh, the show from, I I know you're going through the same exact things that we are here. It's all the same everywhere, and that's one of the big problems, isn't it? Very mm-hmm. centralized kind of problems. <laughs> hmm, it doesn't bode well. We'll be right back on the show, we'll t- and we'll take your calls, too. Let's Hopefully, we'll keep it to the topics on the national show, not anything local. Um, but I'm excited to take your calls. 888-673-1450. Be right back. 